Rodney Reader. I am uh, currently live in Washington State in the uh, United States, and uh, I'm here just to talk to you about my uh, death experience. Um, five years ago, back in uh, July of 2017, I was working as a uh, longshoreman uh, just south of Seattle, and uh, we had been loading um, several barges. One in particular was a barge that was being loaded with 50-ton steel pilings. These are four foot in diameter, but again, they can be up to 50 feet long. And we had been loading this barge all week long um, as new pil uh, pilings were showing up um, to be loaded onto it. And we had a crane for assistance to, my job was to rig these pilings to the crane and then help guide it over. And then a crew would lower it down onto a steel barge on top of dunnage. And uh, we were on the last day of loading this barge. We had completed another barge in the morning and it, we just come back from lunch and we were, um, this barge was now set up to load up and we, I rigged up um, the first steel piling, but we were down for two bodies that day. So we were two men short. And there, um, so I rigged up the piling, guided it over above the barge. And then the guys, one of the crewmen called me to help come up onto the stack to help lower this thing down and set it into place. Extra duty, hot, warm day, you know, it was about 80 some degrees. And, uh, so I climbed up the ladder, got up on top, lowered it down. And then I looked at my watch. And it was about one o'clock, turning one o'clock. I then proceeded to get onto the ladder, top rungs of this big steel ladder. And if anyone's been on the end of a table and experienced where someone hits the table aside of you and you get jarred away or pushed off, well, that's what happened to me. So either a tugboat or another barge struck the barge that I was on and the steel ladder and I separated from the stack about 25 some feet up in the air. Which then everything slowed down. The sensitivity, I and mean, people talk about this and I've heard in other reports, they feel where again, time slows. You see everything slowly happening and that was happening to me. It felt like I was forever trying to grab onto us that steel beam that was ahead of me. I could feel the dust, the the rust particles on the steel barge, as well as on that steel piling, slowly as my gloves and I were trying to get a hold, and I kept looking slowly going down, and then everything just slowed down even further. And as I was starting to face towards the ground, you know, I basically just said "ho s," <laughs> and that was it. I was then pulled out of my body at about the 45, like a pop. And the good thing I don't remember because my body and my face collided with that steel ladder as it struck the floor of the steel barge. So I was saved from that part. But I had gone at the time into what people call the void. I was in complete darkness no body, just the consciousness. If anyone ever has been into the bottom of their blankets in bed or in a 
and the warm sleeping bag. That's what it felt like. It was comfort. There was no concern. There was nothing of worry about death or anything. I was just comfortable, all warm and cozy in that nice blanket of darkness. But, you know, I and as time I'm looking around and just, you know, looking at all just just in peace. No, there was no time, no effort, no worry. And then all of a sudden, just like a lightning bolt strike formed the light, which then I proceeded to go through. And as I came out of the light, well, I was in the light, but I came into uh, a gravel path in a tree grove. And it was a very narrow path. Again, nobody, just the full consciousness going down this path, winding down through. Little did I know that I was on the side of a mountain. I come out onto a lead, mountain ledge, looking over a mountain valley in a place of an earth that was earth-like, but not earth. Absolutely beautiful. Deep, wide mountain valley. And down below was three levels. And then on the bottom level was, I'd say, thousands of beings. I'll say beings. I don't necessarily say human, but beings. Then on the second level was a large golden portal, rectangle-shaped. Um, some people have seen this in reference to the the halls of or the gate or the halls of Valhalla, or uh, they'll see a, a doorway. So you may be able to see it on um, YouTube or another show with uh, Vikings by chance. I've seen something very similar to what I saw, but to me it was a golden portal. And then on the third and the higher level was a jeweled marbled halls. Looked like the Greek Parthenon. Marble, but glittering with jewels. And as I stood there again, I was on the precipice. I was looking out on all this and being a hang glider pilot in my in my life, I you know was comfortable with heights, but I felt myself gliding down into this green lush field that aligned this whole valley. And I laid down amongst into the grass. And it's almost like where the glass, the grass was like recharging me with the love coming from it. At this point, everything was all knowing. Again, nobody, but I'm just laying there amongst the grass. I was literally looking into the grass at a microcellular level. I was actually you could see the cells moving around inside the grass. Again, taking this comfort, I felt again like I was being recharged. This the love in the whole area is again with the light was like a liquid love. It like coated me. You could actually you could feel texture. It was so intense. It's not like the love that we have here in this physical presence. But the love had weight. It had texture. You could feel it coming around you. And the, I mean, it's a love of a child times a million plus. It's it's hardly, you can't describe it still with words. But the only way I could say is like liquid love because it coats you. And again, just laying there in the grass, just was contemplating, just relaxing for the longest time. Again, just 
don't know what my body or I gone through, but it was just again like a recharge. Like I need like this was here preparing me for something else or anything I'd gone through. And then I started to feel, and again, time was no essence, but I felt that I shouldn't be here. You know, something's not right. But I, I've never felt this absolute sheer bliss. Was I mean, it was beyond bliss. No pain whatsoever. I mean, again, it just, you know, it's hard to fathom and put into words, but it was just there. But this silver mist started coming through the grass and approaching me. And as the silver mist reached me, seven light beings came out and surrounded me. They were the brightest bluish white light that I've ever seen. You really can't see facial structures. It was the best way to describe it if anyone has seen the movie The Knowing. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. At the very end, this boy and father, um, the boy was taken up by these angelic beings or stuff. And that's the closest way I can describe them. And I didn't see this movie until after my um, death experience. And it gave me absolute chills when I saw it because these beings were like it, but they were the brightest light, white. I mean, it was super, super bright just surrounding me. And then they surrounded me. And I don't know how long I talked with them or what I did with them. But it was, we knew each other, but they were seven plus foot, and there was about seven of them. And then as they were around me, all of a sudden I felt like they had placed me in this little tube, like I was placed in a, like a straw almost. And I'm looking up at them as I'm in this vortice, uh, vortex, basically. And then I started proceed to go down. I was basically put sort of what you would say feet first, but even though again I had no body still, but I was looking up as these beings as I started to go down and be shot down this rainbow vortex. Some people call it uh, um, I forget the term for it, but the uh, again it was a rainbow vortex, or some people call it you know they say talk about the rainbow bridge. Well, today this was where I was going down. And I kept going down, down, and as I was still looking, I could still see the beings, especially there was one taller one of, of all the seven of them was looking straight at me. And you could almost feel the love that it was still sending out to me. And I was crying because I was like almost going, I'm, I left this place, you know, perfection, bliss. I'm going down, no, 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 as I'm going down. And I don't know how long I traveled, but it was a long time. And all of a sudden... Even though it was still no body, it felt that the right side of my face started to close up like this. And all I could see was out of my, what would be considered my left eye. And then the pain started to come in. Oh, my goodness, the pain. Oh, excruciating. Oh, painful. It was just, imagine every single tooth in your mouth going off with the worst toothache you've ever had. Just coming into my body. And then I kept going down, down into this tube. And all of a sudden, I was slammed into my meat sack body. 
and I'm in there for a second and just disoriented because again, I came from basically spirit form into back into the flesh and it was very uncomfortable. I mean, it took a little bit to associate and all of a sudden I felt like my eyes opening up visually and here I had all these other beings, humans around me at this time, staring at me and open up and they're freaking out that I'm alive. They had taken my body and put it on a flat and had brought over a loader and had lifted my body off the barge and had brought it into the off uh, the home office about 60, 70 yards away and it put me onto the wood floor. They had never called 911, no ambulance. I had no medical resuscitation. But I was dizzy. They were just freaking out that I'm alive. He's alive. He's alive. And they then immediately picked me up dead weight. I'm 260 pounds at the time. They picked me up dead weight, and I felt a screaming pain in my left shoulder. And then they had brought me and put me into, ran me and put me into a small car. When I was in this vehicle, when the uh, manager had come and was running to the driver's side, I happened to look at my watch with my left eye because I could feel blood in my, I couldn't see out of my right eye. And I looked down and it was 135 on my watch. And then we proceeded to drive to the hospital, local hospital. And uh, when we arrived, we didn't even go into the uh, emergency room. We parked in outside in the, in the parking lot and then walked in to the hospital. Again, no looking on my right eye. And then I was brought up into um, the emergency room area. They threw the insurance card down and they left me there. And then I had the onrush of all the medical teams coming in and grabbing me and then immediately throwing a, a thing around a collar around my neck and then started doing all the procedures. It was found out that uh, they did all the scans that three quarters of my face was broken. I had a brain bleed and then shortly within a couple hours, they had loaded me up and brought me to um, a different hospital that could uh, deal with the issues that I had. Um, so that was, uh, you know, the interesting deal of going there. And now when I'm at the second hospital, they did additional tests on me, but they were amazed that I was taking one third of the normal um, what they considered amount of painkiller that someone in my condition would be taking. There was a woman who had been brought into a room next to me. Her husband had taken a best baseball bat to her face. She was crying and screaming. And then they're trying to calm her down and said, please, I'm no ma'am, you're in pain, but there's a guy next to you who's 10 times worse than you. And so here I am laying in here hearing this going great. <laughs> but it's hard to describe to the doctors. I mean, they have doctors come to me and said, man, you're a badass. You're not calling. You're not doing anything else. And I'm, how do you tell them that I was still connected to that love on the other side? 
that was what was holding off the pain. I still felt that connection. And, and that's how powerful that love is. I mean, here I go from being, you know, a tough guy working out on the docks and, you know, picking up iron and holding stuff all day and, you know, to all of a sudden experience this absolute love and joy and bliss. And, you know, it took so much because when, especially you're back in this physical body, you're trying to relate to everything that you just experienced. And again, I can't tell you how much time I could have been there for years in that short time. Again, I was dead for literally for a half hour. No brain, I mean, besides the brain bleed, I didn't have any issues with other part. I, I spent, uh, no time getting my face repaired. As you can see, I had um, uh, memory training. I had to rewrite to walk a little bit first, and I still have issues currently. But, you know, I've had so many things that have happened, you know. You know, what I feel again, there's like, we have connections. Where When I came into the body, I mean, it was a huge fuse. It's not where, like, you, you, know, you wake up from a dream and it's just there part. I actually like fuse where you fuse in where it's like you, you literally into that altered state into this state, but I did not miss anything. I literally just. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Came in, but that love was still attached to me. And and I said this, when this connection, this I mean, it's different how it, is, it connects to your heart, it connects to other parts of you, and you're, you know that you're being protected and you're guided and all those energies that was happening on their side, you're still feeling the connection. Now, I'm going to tell you a quick other story. About a year and a half later, after my first two surgeries, I happened to get this weird feeling. I had to go um, working with composting worms. All right. I was working with my garden because that was one of the things that helped me in my healing. And I found a, a worm farm a few about 20 some miles away. And I went there and drove there. I felt this composure. I had compelled to go. I had to go. And I went there and uh, found the place. Was getting, And while I was getting my worms, I started having conversations with two of the workers at the worm farm. And as I'm talking this, he's, I had one of them come up to me and I just felt an interesting feeling about him. And he came up to me and he put his hand on my shoulder and said, you're connected. You died, didn't you? And then you died, but you're connected. And you always will be. And lo and behold, um, if anyone has been into or seen pictures of St. Germain by chance, this was St. Germain in the flesh. Tell me and show me this. And I'm going to talk about chills, and I'm just, I just got chills right now, like crazy reading of this feeling. And then within a couple years later on, I found about the I am affirmations a little bit. And then I found about working with St. Germain. And then I saw the pictures of him with the um, 
etheric pictures of Saint Germain, and I about freaked out. I was like, "Oh my goodness, that was him! I was connected, and that's why he was telling me I'm connected." Still show that we still carry that connection all the way through. We still are, even right now, maybe in a different body form or our higher mental body is still attached to that part, you know, connected there. But it gave enough in the physical form to give me comfort that reduced that I did not need to have the medical pharmaceutical products coming into my body. And it was trying to keep me away from as much as less as much as I needed just to keep me comfortable, but not let me be let pharmaceutical stuff affect what I was experiencing or wanted to affect my body. This until a few you know weeks later that I may have talked to someone, I, the first one about saying I was gone. But when I talked to one of the coworkers of mine connected back with, he was absolutely, he hardly wanted to talk. He was so scared and things. He's, that was my worst day I ever had. You were dead. You were gone. I mean, there was no heartbeat, no nothing. I was dead. So that's why they never called no, no ambulance, no 911, no nothing. Because first they were that I was dead. It's not where I could have a dream. This there was no heartbeat, there was no brain. I was gone. I mean, they basically loaded my dead body onto a flat and rolled me over and put me on there, you know, <laughs> and then put me into the office. That's where they were freaking out when I came back because they were trying to figure out what to do, you know. And then when I came back without any resuscitation. I didn't have a, a fibrillator or anything else to me and stuff. I was, here's the freaky thing is, I've through this experience, I've had much of what I experienced the other side manifest on this side after the event. Like, I saw these gravel paths. I have seen on TV and other shows that golden portal show up. I have seen the, you know, the Parthenon and other parts that they've talked, or people have talked about, you know, the library knowledge or whatever that, you know, being that building was, you know, the golden city could be, but it's where, and then also with the ascended masters or other beings out there that, you know, I may have experienced or talked with, you know, I, so when I came up to this stuff, I was, I was gone. I mean, it's not where people can say, you know, I was gone for five minutes where I came out of body or they thought, you know, something happened. I was literally, you know, killed from blunt force trauma also, what happened was besides my face, I had my left pectoral major was severed completely from my shoulder, and that was not discovered till six months later. And all the other trauma I had, broken ribs, broken, broken nose, face, I mean, just, it was bad. And so you describe to people, you just memorize that, or that was a vision. I'm like, I was dead for a half hour. I saw my watch before it was 1 o'clock. When I was thrown in the car, it was one thirty-five. So at least, you know, a half hour gone. So you tell me how I'm able to come up with that from a little dream or other parts. It wasn't. And I felt that pop when I left the body. You know, I didn't linger along. I was shot right up to, you know, other places. There's other people have talked about entities or different levels and parts where they had to go through before they got where I was at. I went right up there after I came out of the void. But, you know, there's so many people have... And I've come across others who have talked or seen some of these same things, as well as in um, when I got into it from St. Germain and a lot of his teachings of the I Am discourses that Godfrey Ray King, who wrote back in the 1930s, talked about. Chills are going, but you had these connections, you know, and it's just where 
you're more open to it, but as us as a knowing, but we start affecting more and more other people with our light or our radiation that's coming off of us, you know, your healing light that we have or more connections that we we opened up to, you know, and, and it's feeling this. So it's, there's so much going on that, you know, I, so I tell people again to be open to this people, there's human discord, human creation that is trying to block a lot of what's going on. We create our own discord. And when you start to put your attention on the divine, put yourself on to, again, I, to my own presence, which is in my heart. When you start putting your focus on that, things start happening more and you become more of what, you know, God beings that we are. So it's, you know, I just tell people, be open, be truthful, but you will know. And when you talk to a person who's had one of these experiences, that's why I say it's a death experience. Some people, I use NDE just so other people who are, are just aware of this, they know that term. But to us who have had this experience, it was a death experience. We died. We know we died.